But for now, no, we shift focus and look at what's happening um, in other parts of the world. On our World News Day, we ask, what is behind the surge in migrant arrivals to Italy? We heard the Italian government recently reporting an increase in migrant arrivals on the country's coast since Christmas Day. You may recall that it was three months ago where the Italian government passed stricter laws aimed at curbing what the country calls the migration crisis. Also, according to government data, this year alone, more than 127,000 refugees and migrants have arrived in Italy, double the 2022 figure for the same period. So what can we read into this and what is and how is the current administration dealing with this issue? Vito Laterza is Associate Professor in Development Studies at the University of Agda in Norway. He joins us now on the line. Vito, a pleasure speaking to you. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me here. Thank you very much for making time. We've seen this consistent challenge faced by the Italian government over the past couple of years, um, if not uh, specifically noting the increase right now. But do we have an exact reason at least uh, for the or the contributing factors for the increase that we are noting right now since Christmas? Yeah, I mean, the first thing we should notice is there is no crisis. This is a far-right government that is very invested in an anti-migration rhetoric. So they want to actually convince the population and the world that there is a crisis and that basically migrants should not land in Italy at all. So that is really the core of the crisis. There is a bit of a creation of conditions to then have this kind of fear and panic. Effectively, if we look at Ukrainian refugees in Italy, they're around 175,000. They arrived very smoothly. They were welcomed with open arms, which is very good. And that's what should happen actually with everybody, not just Ukrainian refugees. So there was no crisis there. And we're talking about even higher numbers of the arrivals by sea throughout the whole of 2023. So that's one thing to remember. And it's also European issues. We have 8 million Mm. refugees from Ukraine all around Europe, while, you know, from Syria, there were about 1 million. So the causes are various, but again, they, they are part of normal migration flow. So of course, there is a lot of political instability, war, uh, poverty, climate change. People are coming from uh, different parts of Africa and also Middle East and Asia. Uh, but also the other thing that we need to remember is that actually uh, Italian companies need many more migrants that have already arrived by sea. So if these migrants were allowed to arrive legally, there would actually be no problem at all. They would actually be contributing to the Italian economy, not risking their lives, and the Italian state would be better off for it. The, the point that you make about there, it, there not being a crisis, but actually it being an issue of which migrants are arriving, and rightfully, as you pointed out, Vito, um, the same is not afforded, the same attitude is not afforded to to um, Ukrainians, which speaks to this increase in right-wing elements in Europe. One looks at what was happening in, in the UK and the type of policies uh, brought forward by Richie Sunak and Suela Braverman, for example. This really is about the problem of where the immigrants come from versus um, immigrants in general. Yes, and it, it has to do sadly a lot with the kind of kind of ethnic racial bias. So these far right movements are basically saying that some people are okay, but others are not, and that's really the problem at the heart of it. So they also label a threat only when certain people are coming from certain places. On top of that, going to the laws, the laws are getting stricter and stricter, 
you know, as a kind of, the idea is some kind of deterrence, which is not working. Clearly, the numbers are not going down because of these stricter laws. So they become really some form of cruel punishment. These migrants arrive in really bad condition in these underfunded detention centers. So they're also exposed to potential human rights abuses. So the whole machinery is then set up to create a sense of panic and, and basically uh, a situation that is really uncomfortable for the migrants and refugees or suffering. Many of them die, actually, in this crossing because of lack of help from the authorities. But it's also these images that we see on the paper so that Italian citizens will get more and more worried about, you know, the idea that there is some kind of invasion or waves arriving. So it's becoming more and more racialized and ethnicized, and it is really, really dangerous path for Europe. And as you said, Italy is at the forefront of it, sadly. This is a strongly far-right government, but supported by many other uh, actors in Europe as well. And and focusing on Europe and the response of of European uh, countries uh, to this this particular uh, increase or even just the mere presence of migrants, one remembers that there was a ten point EU action plan uh, by European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen. What has happened with that? Uh, because the previous ones had failed uh, somewhat. Is there any progress being made there? Are we seeing any form of humanity on the part of how Europe decides to respond. There is basically a long-term negotiation that looks like uh, might come to some kind of agreement. But again, countries in Europe never really agreed on how to deal with migration for the last few years. So there is this pact on migration that is currently being ratified in Brussels by different countries. The idea is that different countries should have some kind of compulsory mechanism of solidarity where no country is left with kind of more migrants than others, so to speak. That's been one of the big requests of Italy, even from other uh, you know, non-right-wing governments. And it looks like there's been some advance on that. But generally, the idea is where Europe really agrees is that immigration is becoming something bad. And that goes against really the common sense also of Europe needing migrants actually for, for, for jobs at all levels, low skill, middle skill, and high skills. So at the moment, we'll see where this path of migration goes. But really, the real victim of all these paths is human rights. We're not mm. really seeing Europe getting their act together on that. We're seeing more and more really bad condition in these detention centers across Europe and uh, the mortality at sea with the fact that now basically helping migrants at sea has become more and more criminalized by different national courts. That issue has not been addressed in any serious way by the European courts. Just in conclusion, before we let you go, uh, Vito, and again focusing back on this really is a human rights issue. We are dealing with human beings and and coming back to, to Italy, you alluded to it earlier on, but we've seen a number of civil society organizations in Italy describing these dis- detention centers as black holes. If you could just for a moment speak to the lived experience of of those who end up in these centers. What we know from reports, of course, this is variable, so I'm not going to speak for all detention centers. I'm relying on, you know, reliable reports from witnesses. Um, We know the conditions are very crowded uh, because they are hugely underfunded. We also know that it's basically some kind of limbo. So it's not really a prison, uh, yet you cannot really move out. So your mobility is restricted. At the same time, there are not really any repatriation mechanism that would even allow for most migrants who, according to Italian laws or European laws, don't have the right to stay to go back. So many migrants really end up in this kind of limbo, not knowing where they're going. Then at some point they are released. They can't get access to documents. And that experience, as we heard in many documentaries and witnessing, is really shapes, shapes them as how they actually enter society, already traumatized, already discriminated and treated not, not really in any humane way.
We appreciate your time as always, Vito. Thank you very much. Thank you. Vito Laterza is Associate Professor in Development Studies at the University of Agda in Norway, uh, looking at what is behind the, the apparent surge in migrants' arrivals to Italy. Do you have experience of being in any of these European countries as a foreigner, especially those that are right-wing? I was having a conversation with a friend of mine who lives in, in um, Switzerland, just earlier on this morning, and while of course we're not we're not speaking of Switzerland as uh, a country run by by right wing government to an extent, but one of the lived experiences that he shared um, is the whole idea of because you are foreign and because you look different, there's this particular way in which you are treated. Were you living the experience of being a minority and also with the increase in tensions and even fear around the supposed invasions of Africans or Arabs in Europe? There's a particular attitude um, that people are dealing with, that are confronted with as foreigners in Europe. What has been your experience? 0614-104-107 is the WhatsApp line.